And I'm Jessica. Hi. This episode, we are going to talk about some of our favorite side characters. And least favorite side characters. Very true. There are some bad ones out there. Why don't you start us off, Jessica, with pick one. Pick someone to talk about. Well, first, we should probably talk about what we like in a side character. Oh, my gosh. Or what we Jessica, don't like in a side you're character. You're so smart. Oh, I know. Thank you. She, you, you carry us. Okay. What I'm looking for in a side character. Let me start by saying what I'm not looking for. And I'm not looking for a stereotype that is just there for laughs. I don't want you to have some flat character that relies on stereotypes so the audience can laugh. They don't need to be well-rounded. It's a side character. They don't need to be super deep or interesting, but they need to be more than just a stereotype because it's not interesting, it's not funny, and it's probably going to hurt somebody somewhere. So why do it when you can do it well? Absolutely. What are you looking for? I think I really like side characters that make me laugh. Mm. I think every show kind of, no matter what genre your show is in, needs kind of that comic relief character. And so that's kind of what I'm looking for. I don't really care if that is a good person or a bad person. As long if you're a bad person but are funny, I'm okay with that. As long as you're not just like such a bad person that you're like offensive towards everyone. That's not necessarily what I'm looking for. I don't know if that makes sense. Does that make sense? It does. So you're looking for somebody who they can be somebody who maybe isn't terribly empathetic towards others, but they're not like a racist or super sexist. And, you know, I think that I, I agree with you. I want a character that's funny that makes me laugh. There's another kind of side character that I can really get interested in and really love that isn't funny and that's just a side character that seems pure to me there's a character that just seems all around good oh i can agree with that yeah you're just you're rooting for them even though they're not somebody who has a big plot on their own you're just like you're just so nice i just want good things for you also i want you to sing to me more and i'm talking about grubs here and i know (laughs) that and i know that when we talked about this, we were not going to start with Grubs, but now I'm doing it. Grubs. I love Grubs. From One Tree Hill. He is a literal angel. Yes. Yes, he is a literal angel. Um, his band, Wakey Wakey, is real and makes music, and I listen to them almost exclusively, <laughs> is how much I enjoy his music. Every time he was on the screen, it was just a joy. He was a nice guy, a bartender. You could guess your drinks. He had terrible taste in women, but it made him happy. So I didn't care. If you're happy, Grubs, I'm happy. That is all I want. So a a side character like that, because there's not a lot of characters where I look at him and I I say about them, if you're happy, I'm happy, because that's not true. I want interesting things. I want drama. I want this. I want that. No, not for you, Grubs. I want 
you, your pure little angelic self to have nothing but joy in your life. One of my so. favorite lines was when Jamie is talking to Chase, I think is his name, was another kind of side character. And he just looks at him and goes, you're no grubs. That's like, <laughs> so true. It's so true about so many humans. Now, now that I have hijacked the conversation towards grubs, and again, I apologize, but I was thinking about grubs and I had to talk about grubs. It's what happened. Um. What about what's another example, Jessica? Why don't you bring in another side character that you that you love? Let's see. One of my all-time favorite side characters is John Ralphio from Parks and Recreation. Oh <laughs> yes, I love him he so much. It is so ridiculous, and I love it. I think he is hilarious. <laughs> and Libby, you have said this before that a risk that sitcoms can kind of run into is that eventually their characters get so outrageous that they become kind of caricatures of people but what I love about John Ralphio is there's no risk of that because he starts off as a caricature of a person <laughs> it's <laughs> Which true is what he, I does. Love. he is so fun he he's one of those characters that's a bad person he's not a good person he is unapologetically terrible he knows it and he doesn't care. And that's kind of a character that accepts that, who they are and everybody in their life accepts it. It, it works. Him and his sister, Mona Lisa Saperstein, the two of them together, just being terrible together is a joy. I, I love it. It's so funny. If you have not looked up those two singing don't be suspicious on youtube go do that right now because it's going to make your life better best 17 seconds of your life ever don't tell my husband i said that oh (laughs) sorry very proud of yourself on that one (laughs) a little a little bit a little ashamed a little proud it's a mixture but i love it we I used to watch that clip that don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. (laughs) It makes me laugh so much. And the kids would love it too. They would be like, play it again, play it again. It's like on every time it makes me laugh. I enjoy it so much from start to finish. John Ralphio never disappoints every scene that he is in. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, but that's it. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm laughing, thoroughly enjoying myself. What I also like about him is he's a bad person. He's not problematic. Like he's not a good guy. He says things that are terrible, but he's not a problematic character. Um, At least in a way that I have observed, I completely acknowledge that there are things that I could potentially overlook and I accept that. But when I look at John Ralphio, he's somebody who I can unabashedly love and enjoy the fact that he's terrible, funny, weird, obnoxious, a caricature, like you said. And he's not an awful guy like, say, somebody else from the show that I know that you were going to talk about, which is Jeremy Jam. Oh, yeah. He is absolutely the worst and not even in a funny way. I think they try to make him funny, but he's not. He just seems like a sexist jerk every single scene. 
all the yeah. time. And he also, he's, and I go, I get, they're going with, a, you know, they, they're going with that bit of a stereotype of this sexist guy who's like way into Japanese culture for some reason and, and all that. And I, I, I can see where they're going with it, but it doesn't work. And I agree. It ends up not funny. It's not funny to me. We needed somebody on city council to be an antagonist to Leslie, but I feel like they could have done it in a different way without somebody who was overly sexist. I am fine with the fact that they acknowledge the sexism in city council because it's there because they don't have women on the council and they had them infrequently. They tracked their menstrual cycles in the past and they were tracking Leslie's and, and all that. And I, and I love that part of it. I love that the council as a whole having those issues and parks and recreation um, does a great job of just in general pointing out those problems. The issue with Jeremy is that he often just goes ahead and gets his way. He's over the top in a way that John Ralphio is without being fun. Yeah, I completely agree. And I, I had not even thought about that fact that, yeah, he gets his way so often, which is so frustrating. He'd maybe be funnier if he was a jerk and like lost to Leslie a bunch, but that's not necessarily what happens, which makes him worse as a character. No, and we see Leslie compromising too. You know, we see her compromising some of her beliefs in order to appear appease J- Jeremy to get her way. And it's not something that we want to see from Leslie. We want to see her. And I, I know there, these are things she has to go through. I acknowledge that she's going to have to go through setbacks and there are going to be characters that do that. And I guess if there had been a character that they had made not a great guy, but tried to play him less for laughs, maybe it would have worked more. But the fact that he's being played for laughs, it's like he's a character akin to John Ralphio or Tammy too, Ron's Mm ex-wife. She's terrible, but I like her. She's fun. Jeremy's not fun. He's sexist and terrible and way, way, way too in to appropriating Japanese culture and still not fun. So it overall doesn't work. Yeah, completely agree. To move on to a character, a side character that is more wholesome is Customer from the show Miranda. <laughs> oh, Customer. So funny. I think so, she's only in like three episodes maybe. For anybody who has not seen Miranda, one, turn this off and go watch Miranda because it's that good. It won't take you come that back long. and finish listening to this when you're done. Yeah, because you are going to feel things about customer and you're going to want to hear what other people feel. And it is what you're feeling. And that's complete and total love. Customer, for those of you who haven't seen, is a customer who walks into the joke shop that the main character, Miranda, owns. And... As always, Miranda and her friend Stevie are going through something. They're having some sort of crisis and they're trying to figure a thing out. And as always in the show, they treat whatever customer is in the shop poorly, whether it's kicking them out, yelling at them, and in this case, 
forcing this person to stay and help them work through their problems. What's wonderful about customer is he does stay. He stays, he listens, he helps them. He is hilarious and it is so fun. And we never learn his name. That's why we call him customer. They never ask him for his name. No, but they acknowledge it. Whole days with them in a couple of episodes and they never once ask him his name. And they acknowledge it. They someone says they say at this point it's too weird to ask. Like and they they acknowledge that and and he he also has the fun opportunity of a character who is not known to the core group. He has a chance in one episode where he um gets to reveal information to outside to to the group other group members of the group which messes things up so you've got miranda and stevie talking about a thing with customer there's a whole other separate occasion where customers in there why does he keep going into the store i don't know there's other joke shops it doesn't matter he's there they're going over it and someone walks in and it's her mom, I think, Miranda's mom. And he says something about the overbearing mother. And she's like, that's my mom. Then another character walks in and the same kind of thing. It happens multiple times. And it is so funny. It makes me laugh. It just even thinking about it. And then I think one of my favorite customer moments, it might just be my favorite, is when Miranda's have, they're having the intervention for Miranda all of her loved ones are there and not the whole scene has been happening this whole time really lengthy scene and then all of a sudden customer speaks up and it turns out he's been there the whole time <laughs> and why was he invited he's some guy they don't even know his name and there he is offering his opinion about it and he says he, he even says yes what are you doing here i don't know <laughs> i love it I love customer. I love oh. at the very end of the series. This is a spoiler, so be aware. But at the very, the very last episode, Miranda thinks um, Gary is getting married, so she runs to stop his wedding. Turns out he's just the best man, and the wedding between customer and Clive, which those two characters together brings me so much joy. I, you took the actual sentence out of my mouth that I was going to say, I loved it. And I find it completely and totally appropriate that Miranda would ruin customer's wedding. He like barely even complains about it also. (laughs) He's upset for like one minute and then he's like, fine, whatever. And I also enjoy that Miranda during that scene couldn't, just Gary could just be like we'll talk about this after no he leaves the wedding and in front of the rest of the people the guests there they confess their love to one another and customer just deals with it and then they all leave they all gallop away (laughs) oh my gosh but it makes me so happy have a separate wedding for Miranda and customer's (laughs) wedding is totally ruined and I'm okay with it what I love is um I love, though, that we get to see Customer, like, kind of having his happy ending. After yeah. seeing Miranda, like, disrupt his life so many times. <laughs> to, like, see him get his happy ending, which you don't often get to see with side characters, was really fun. 
Well, it, it's also satisfying with customer because when customer comes into the store every time, he's looking for a thing and he never gets to buy the thing. So he never even gets his happy ending during an episode of that day. He doesn't get that satisfying, I finally got to buy the plate that I wanted or heart plaque or whatever it was. <laughs> no, it's not happening, customer. You are going to stay here. You're going to be stuck here. And you are going to listen to these women, to Miranda's problems, specifically Miranda. And get caught up in their shenanigans. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Well, I would like to talk about two characters, and I'm going to lump them in. They're two characters on one show. I'm going to lump them into the same character. And these are side characters I do not like, and that is Scully and Hitchcock from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So I here's what I dislike about them. They are those characters that rely on a stereotype for laughs. And as I said, I, I, I don't like when shows do that. Scully and Hitchcock are both overweight. They're both obsessed with food. Um, we get constant jokes about them loving to eat, going back in and saving food when there's a fire. They're considered lazy. They're stupid. They're unhealthy. They're gassy. They make the bathroom smell really, really bad. They have few to no redeeming qualities you know scully isn't a bad guy hitchcock is sexist and terrible scully's like a nice enough guy but even that even this like man who has been on the force for as long decades like he has who's been at the in the past happily married even this guy we don't get to see any of that all we see is somebody who is dumb lazy and fat and it's not funny to me. It's not enjoyable. That show has so much going for it. We can laugh about Charles and his use of the word mouthfeel when talking about pizza. Like, fine. That was so much that we can enjoy on that show with ridiculous characters. We do not need, and they do not need, to rely on stereotypes that make fun of overweight people. I completely agree. And what I noticed about those two in particular is that they that kind of stereotype wasn't necessarily how those characters were introduced. I feel like in the first season or so, they're kind of silly detectives that aren't great, but they're still smart enough detectives to like do their job. And as the show progresses, they turn them into characters that are so dumb that like you can't envision them actually being able to do their job which is not how they started out yeah they're like they're not they're they don't function as people and those are two people where the characters have turned into caricatures and you know all characters in a show especially a sitcom they're going to become a little bit more ridiculous and all of our characters have you know the captain captain holt is somebody who has gotten more weirdly robotic you know and amy is even more obsessed with binders than she was in the beginning and and all of that and, and i get that but the issue with hitchcock and scully is because they didn't give them other qualities besides they're fat and lazy when they when those characters got more extreme we just got more extreme laziness more extreme obsession with food at this at the point that Hitchcock and Scully are at now it's not funny it's offensive and I just I that show can do better 
So, as you said, Hitchcock and Scully, not great. But if you want a great side character, then just look at anybody that Jason Manzukis has played at all. <laughs> so that would be Kyle and I'm Sorry, Dennis Feinstein in Parks and Rec, Derek in The Good Place, Adrian in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, all of them wonderful side characters. Absolutely. Always funny. Like, just hands down, one of the funniest characters on all of those shows and and also sometimes a great person sometimes not a great person but always in like a pretty funny way always weird just oh so so weird weird i feel like his delivery is some of the best delivery in television um yeah his delivery is great the characters are so 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 weird i okay Pick your favorite Jason Manzukis character. That is simply not possible. It's just not possible. I think, okay. I'm torn between Derek from The Good Place and Kyle and I'm Sorry. Because mm-hmm. I really love the show I'm Sorry. I think it's hilarious. And I feel like he adds the perfect amount to that show to make it like as funny as it is. I think what's kind of stands out with um kyle and i'm sorry is in parks and rec good place brooklyn 99 they're all sitcoms that are a little bit ridiculous so he can be as weird as he wants he has to sort of tone it down a little bit as kyle and so that makes it really fun i think for me my favorite is adrian in brooklyn 99 i love how weird he is i love how intense he is one of my favorite moments in the series is whenever he and rosa are breaking up and she hands him the vial of blood that she <laughs> that he gave her and then he gives he gives her the vial her vial of blood she's like i never gave you that <laughs> he just somehow gotten her blood and was wearing it a whole <laughs> vial of it it's so much <laughs> so much blood I love it that part just makes me laugh even just when I think about it I think that that's one of the things with it with a side character if I can think about a scene that you're in and just start laughing you've done a great job yeah I completely agree some of my favorites all right I think we probably have time for one more and I think I want to go with um, Moe's from the office (laughs) he's <laughs> so weird every scene he's in he's doing like the weirdest thing when Mose is running <laughs> chasing the car when jim and pam are driving out to the bar <laughs> i just love it i love the way he runs and how weird it is that he's chasing it and then he runs his ears <laughs> off the other direction but my absolute favorite is from the deleted scenes from that same episode where he's jumping on the trampoline and and they're watching him do tricks and he's uh jim and pam are watching moe's jump up and down and do tricks and jim says good job buddy and he's like name's moe's buddy just the way he says it you know how much i love that yeah whenever libby and i play trivia together our trivia team name is always names moe's buddy 
I just I love those scenes if you have not watched the deleted scenes from that episode the episode the farm where Jim and Pam go and stay you go and look and watch it because they are some of the funniest scenes and I wish they had not cut them I wish they had taken out any basically don't cut a scene with Mo's in it just leave it it's it's better than anything else you shot because Mo's is in it okay so I think that wraps up uh side character (laughs) (laughs) um there are many more out there too many to mention we just wanted to touch on a few of our favorites and least favorites Thank you for listening to WFL TV. If you enjoyed listening to us talk about television, follow us on Twitter at WFL TV. You can send us an email with any questions, feelings, things we should be watching at WFLTV.podcast at gmail.com. Share our podcast so we 